The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. We are going to look at how do I walk in the blessing? How do I walk in the blessing? Question that I'm being asked time and again, how do I walk in the blessing? Let us pray. Father, we thank you and we honor you. Today we ask that you rend the heavens and you breathe upon us. Change our lives, O God of heaven, and let your name and your name alone be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Open your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 28, and we'll read from verse 11 to 22. Genesis 28, 11 to 22. says, when Jacob reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. He found a smooth stone for a pillow and laid down to sleep. Then God gave him a dream in which he saw a stairway going from earth to heaven and angels of God were going up and down the stairs. At the top of the stairways was God who said, I am the same Lord of Abraham, your grandfather, and Isaac, your father, and I am going to give you and God began to bless him. I'm going to give you and your descendants all the land on which you are sleeping. And your descendants will spread all around the world. And all the peoples of the earth are going to be blessed by your future generations. I am going to be with you. Say amen. Do you receive that? You personalize it, and I am going to watch over you wherever you go. When Jacob woke up, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not even aware of it. Then he was afraid and said, This place is awesome, it is the house of God, the gateway to heaven. So early the next morning, Jacob got up and took the stone it used for a pillow and stood it upright as a memorial marker. Then he anointed the stone with oil and named the place Bethel, which means the house of God. Bethel, the house of God. Then Jacob made this vow to God. If you be with me, I will honor you with my life and I will give back to you a tenth of all that you give me. Again, that's when we see um, another instance of tithe occurring before the law. So tithing has nothing to do with the law from an origin standpoint. It stems from relationship. This is what my grandfather did. He worked with you, Abraham. This is what I am going to do, his grandson. So we see as a matter of fact that the blessing will separate covenant people from the pack. It is the blessing of God that separates covenant people from everybody else. 
at the beginning of the year, you know, um, when we declare this year to be the year of light, you know, I, I did say to us, if you remember in church, that God, the Holy Spirit was saying to me that I should say these words over, over you guys consistently. The Lord bless you and keep you. Do you remember that? The Lord will make his face shine upon you. And we've been doing that consistently, consistently, consistently. Now, this whole um, chaos that we are in. So, God has been putting his blessings upon us. Now, I'm being asked, how do I walk in the blessing? Because some people are blessed, but they are not walking in the blessing. How do I walk in the blessing? The first thing you need to realize is that God is more interested in your character than in your contribution. Yes, God is more interested in who you are becoming on earth than what you are contributing to earth, what you are doing on earth. So many times when we think of, of our destinies, we are thinking of our contribution. But you see, beyond our contribution, God is interested in our character. Because your contribution mostly stays here on earth. Your character you take with you to eternity. So God is more interested in who you are becoming than what you are amassing. God is more interested in who you are becoming, your character, than he is in your contribution. So we see in the life of Jacob that playing out in an amazing way. God was more interested in the character of Jacob. Jacob ran most of his life. He was running most of his life. He was running from his brother, he ran from his family, he's running from his uncle, who is, is, is his father-in-law. But you see, the truth is that you cannot walk in God's blessings if you keep running. You can't. So God needed to help Jacob walk. I was a walk. Walk in the blessing. Jacob was running all around. God wanted him to walk in his blessing. But like Jacob, we are blessed. Jacob was blessed, but he was running. Are you running today? What are you running for? What are you running from? What is chasing you from your house? Some of us, we are running from our marriages. We are running from our homes. Some people are running from their children. God is saying, you cannot walk in his blessings if you keep running from the issues and the challenges of life. It's so, so huge. So we see in the life of Jacob that Jacob went through four phases before he could walk in the blessing of God. So we see the four phases Jacob went through and how he walked. Even at this time, this, this trying times, these are the exact four phases that we have to pass through. And the very first one, phase one, there was a phase one. Phase one is the crisis phase. The crisis phase. You see, the truth is, I don't know what you're struggling with in your life. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that God will step into that situation and turn it around for your good. In the mighty name of Jesus. So Jacob was in a crisis state. The world is in crisis even right now. And 
A lot of people are in crisis. It may be your health that is in crisis. Maybe your finances. It may be relationally, your relationships. You're in crisis. But I'm praying that the God of heaven will step into that situation and calm the storm in the mighty name of Jesus. So we see, when you fast forward and get to Genesis 32, in verse 22 to 25, Genesis 32, 22 to 25, it says, That night, Jacob sent his family across the Jabbok River. Then Jacob was left alone in the camp. A man came and wrestled with him. All night, Jacob was in a crisis. Jacob was about to face his brother the following day. That was a huge crisis in his life. He didn't know if he was going to live. He didn't know if he was going to, if he was going to die. But Jacob got to a place that he was saying, I am going to stop running. I'm going to stop running. I'm going to face this Esau. And that created a crisis in his life. What is the Esau that you've been running from? Right now, it's time to face it. It's time to face it. So Jacob was in a huge crisis. And Jacob will discover that his biggest crisis was with God and not with Esau. The biggest conflict of your life you will discover that is with God. The biggest crisis, the biggest conflict, the biggest wrestling that you have in your life, you will discover that is with God. You may be struggling and wrestling. It could be your relationship with your children. But it, you will discover that it's not really the relationship with your children that is the issue, it's your relationship with God. You, you may be struggling in your relationship with your spouse. You discover that it's not really your relationship with your spouse that is the issue. It's your relationship with God. Jacob discovered that he needed to wrestle with God. I pray that you settle with God in the name of Jesus. I pray that you settle with him. In Hosea chapter 12, verse 3, in Hosea chapter 12, verse 3, the word of God says that before Jacob was born, he struggled with his brother. When he became a man, he fought and struggled and wrestled with God. Huge, huge, huge. Before he became a man, before he was born, he wrestled with his brother. When, while he was born, while he was a boy, he kept wrestling with his brother. But when he became a man, he wrestled with God. In your infancy, if you find out that you are still wrestling with your brothers, you are still wrestling with your spouse, you are still wrestling with the people around your colleagues, you are in infancy. By the time you enter maturity, you discover that your wrestling is actually with God. Esau had no option but to favor Jacob once Jacob wrestled with God and prevailed. Your wrestling and prevailing is with God and not with Esau. If you prevail with God, and I pray that you will, because you will go through the four phases, Esau will come to terms with you. When a man's ways pleases the Lord, 
It makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. The fact that you're having those conflicts is an indication that your ways are not pure. <laughs> you need to wrestle with God. You need to wrestle with God. So I want you to think of your biggest conflict, your biggest problem today that you're facing in your life. Think about it. Think about it. Right now, yeah, pause, think about it. You see, without even knowing what it is, I can tell you two things straight off the bat. Because that your wrestle boils down to two things. The first thing is, will I obey God and do what is right in this situation? The second thing is, will I trust God for this situation? That's it. There may be other things, but your biggest wrestle today in your, in your marriage, in your finances, in your health, in it's, will I obey God? Will I trust God for the outcome? If you take those two out, the rest, you will discover, will fall into place. And many times, God will, will wrestle us down. He will hold us down because God whispers in our pleasures but God shouts, as it is said, in our pain. Pain helps us hear God shouting. The world is going through a lot of pain. There's a statement from heaven. God is getting everybody's attention, even right now. There's conflict. There's turmoil. There's pain. And the truth is, if, you, if we don't change when we see the light, when we change, when we feel the heat. Many times, God gives you light. You don't change. Don't worry. The heat is coming. You will change when you feel the heat. If you don't change when you see the light. Oh, but God, doesn't God love me? God loves me. Yes, God loves you. In fact, He loves you so much. He loves you the way you are. But He loves you too much to leave you the way you are. So the first thing, the first phase is a crisis phase. The second phase is the commitment phase that Jacob went through and we have to go through to work in the basin that God will test your faith in his promise. God will test your faith. Do you believe in his promise? In chapter 32 verse 24, be it 26, it says, He, Jacob, wrestled with God, with the man, until dawn. Everybody say, until dawn. Until dawn. When the man saw that he couldn't win the match, he struck Jacob's hip and knocked it out of joint. <laughs> then the man said, let me go, for it is done. But Jacob panted, I will not let you go unless you bless me. It was a tough match. You see, you can get to a place in God that God will allow you win. <laughs> because that's what happened here. Because obviously you know that Jacob, has, Jacob was no match with God. But God allowed him to win. God got him to a place where he was out of strength. And God says, okay, let me go. He says, I will not let you go. Because Jacob realized that the person I've been wrestling with is the person that will bless me. The person I'm fighting with is the person that holds the key to my destiny. The person I'm struggling with is the person. And Jacob says, I will not let you go 
unless you dress me. Jacob did not say, I will not let you go unless you declare me the winner. Because he realized all of a sudden, I'm fighting with the God that can change my destiny. Woof. Have you realized that the very God you wrestle with is the one who owes your blessings? Have you realized that? Have you realized that? Jacob did. And you need to also embrace the fact that God doesn't want to destroy your dreams. God wants you to fulfill your destiny. He says, I know the plans that are out for you. Will you trust him? The plans of good are not of evil to give you a hope and a future. God is checking. Is she going to wrestle till dawn? Or is she going to give up in the middle? God is checking. Is he going to wrestle till dawn? Or is he going to give up in the middle? Many people miss God's best for their lives because they give up too soon. They are unwilling to wrestle till dawn. I made up my mind that this Jesus, I'll follow him to the end. I will see. He says, seek first me and my kingdom. And I'm going to add all these things to you. I'm going to wrestle till dawn. Are you? He says, don't give up. Don't give up on your marriage. Galatians 6, 9. Don't give up on your children. says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, there's a proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So we see that the first phase is the crisis phase. The second phase is the commitment phase. And the third phase is the confession phase. The confession phase. At which point I must admit that my biggest problem is not the witch in the village. My biggest problem is not the uncle that is mean. My biggest problem is not the country or the economy that I'm in. My biggest problem is me. When you come to that realization, that's one of the biggest breakthrough. That if it is going to be, it is up to me. I'm the one that is standing in this way. If I can wrestle with God, then I can enter into my breakthroughs. It is not the witch. It is my fears. It is my own resentment. It is my, my guilt. It is my worry. It is my anxiety. It is not, it is not your wicked cousin. It is the shame you are struggling with that is holding you down. The time you realize that, the breakthrough begins. In verse 27 of Genesis 32, the word of God says that the man asked him, what is your name? What is your name? My name is Jacob. He answered. Now, pause. He was wrestling with God. God is asking him what's his name. Didn't God know his name? God knew his name. God knew his name. So, whenever God is asking you a question, it's not for his benefit. It's for your benefit. Whenever God is asking you a question, it's not that like he doesn't know. He wants to open your eyes. Number one. Number two, he wants to see if you are going to be truthful. What is your name? He says, my name is Jacob. Jacob, the original meaning of Jacob means deceiver, manipulator. Manipulator and deceiver. So, so the question to you today is that if, if you were to be asked right now, 
for your name, what would you say? Okay, let me adjust that. If you were to be asked to be named your greatest weakness, your greatest flaw, what would be your name? What would name be? Like Jacob, would it be, I'm a deceiver? Or, I'm a doubter? Or, fill in the blanks. Or, I'm a gossip. Or, I win cheap people. <laughs> what will be your name? Will it be arrogant? Will it be lustful? Will it be greedy? I am greedy. Will it be unreliable? I am unreliable. What will be your name? Now, for you to walk in the fullness of God's blessings for your life, you are going to have to stop making excuses for yourself and call things the way they are. They said to Naomi, Oh, beautiful. She says, no, no. The situation is, 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 is there. I'm in a serious situation. Now, question to you is this. What do you think will happen when you become brutally honest with God? What do you think will happen when you say to God exactly how it is? What do you think will happen? You think God will say, oh, I didn't know. When you say, oh, I am on the um, on pornographic sites 24-7. I am struggling with, with loss. God will say, ah, I didn't know that. Oh, I'm so shocked. Is that what God will say? Oh, of course not. He already knows. You own up for yourself. You own up for yourself. You're saying, oh, uh, you say to God, oh, I, I stole money in the office. He already knows. You own up for yourself and for your destiny. Listen to this. You need grace to fulfill your destiny. And it takes humility to admit your wrong and to admit where you are. And guess what? God gives grace to the humble. Uh, and he resists the proud. So, Jacob got to the place, phase three, where I need to confess this is who I am, Lord. I'm a supplanter. And his life was totally, totally transformed. The first phase is the crisis phase. The second phase is the commitment phase. The third phase is the confession phase. And the final phase is the conversion phase. Is the conversion phase. Now, what do you think happened when Jacob was brutally honest with God? Now, here's what happened. When Jacob was brutally honest with God, listen to what happened. In verse 28 to 30, it says, Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob. Excuse me. God did not break his head. God did not judge him. God did not shame him. God changed him. God changed him. So, God said, Your name will be no longer Jacob. Instead, it will be called Israel. Then, God blessed him. So, God changed him and God blessed him there. So God called the place, so sorry, Jacob called the place Peniel, saying it is because I saw God face to face. 
and my life was spared, he said. So God gives me a new identity that unlocks the blessing when I'm honest with him. It gives me a new identity that unlocks the blessing. Because Israel means prince with God or the prince of God. So from Fomonai to prince, huge transition from deceiver, if you don't know what Fomonai is, <laughs> to the prince of God. Huge, huge, huge transition. If you look at verse 31, the word of God says that the sun rose as Jacob left Peniel. Oh, this is huge. And he was limping because of his hip. God has dislocated his hip. He, he was limping and he limped for the rest of his life. Jacob was given a reminder for the rest of his life that he should never forget who is in charge. To walk in the blessing, you will get to a point when you go to phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, when you we never forget who is in charge, that God is in charge. That is when we begin to walk in the blessing. Amazing. That's when you begin to walk in the blessing. Now, that's one. So, Jacob was limping all his life. That's, so, number one, he realized that and gave him constant reminder of who is the boss. Number two, number two is huge. He can't run anymore. <laughs> you can't run with Tolo. Uh, you can't. You can't. So God dislocated his leg. So he, he, he couldn't run anymore. You couldn't run anymore. You can never solve the problem by running from it. You can never progress in life by running from pillar to post when you meet a challenge. Stay and you face the Esau. But you will discover that Esau is not your problem. God. Is the one. Then the third one, the third one, I'm going to give you this is, this is huge, totally huge. Not only it's a sign for him to constantly remember who is in charge. Number two, he couldn't run anymore. Number three, he couldn't walk straight anymore. So if we go like this, and it is God that gave him the limp. He couldn't walk straight anymore. His path was crooked. He, he, his, his, his path was crooked. So he couldn't walk straight on the outside so that it can be legit on the inside. Jacob could not walk straight on the outside so that his ways can be pure on the inside. Jacob's walking was crooked on the outside so that his heart can be straight on the inside side. When that happens, you begin to realize and walk in God's blessings. It's huge. So Jacob never walked the same again. Pastor, how do I walk in God's blessings? You walk in God's blessing by walking on a limp. That's how you're walking God's blessings by walking on the lip. And this is so, so huge. You walk in God's blessing by walking on the limp. 
you can breathe on that. You can relax in God's grace. You can relax in God's arm. Many times we want to get rid of the limb. God says, it's okay. It's okay. Walk with the limb. You are blessed. Walk with the limb. You are blessed. It's big. It's big. Why? Because the, the limb tells a story of a man that has passed through the four phases. A man that has passed through the crisis. That has demonstrated commitment. That has gone through confession. And has come to conversion. A man that was truly blessed of God. Do you want to be truly blessed of God? Do you want to be truly anointed of God? Check everyone that is genuinely anointed of God. They are working on a limp. Check everyone. Everyone. God blesses. He breaks before he can multiply. So many times we receive the blessing. We don't go through the breaking. So we are not walking in the blessing. We are not walking in the multiplication of the blessing. And this period of mostly lockdown, it's a period where you can, you should wrestle with God. Allow God's work to be done in your heart. Allow God's work, is cleansing to take place in your heart. He blesses, he breaks before he multiplies. He blesses, he breaks. You are blessed, but without the breaking, you cannot walk in it. It cannot multiply. So submit to God. Submit to God. You may be saying that, Pastor, I may be like Jacob. I'm a manipulator. I'm, I'm, I'm honest now. I, 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 for you, it may not be manipulation. It may be something else. I see my fault. Listen, this is not about your faults. The good news is it doesn't really matter. God knows that underneath every Jacob is a prince. Underneath every Jacob is a princess. So you see your fault, but God sees the prince. That is the good news. You see your fault, but God sees the princess. And the princess and the prince is going to emerge forth. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's huge. And only Christ can make this change. Only Christ. So you are seeing the, the, the supplanter. God is seeing the prince. And God is calling for the prince in you. And it is only Christ that can make this change happen. If a man is in Christ, is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, everything becomes new. That change can only happen in Christ. So you may be here and you're like, Pastor, I need Christ. I need God to come into my life. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you wherever you are. On the count of three, I want to put up your hand and put it down back. You may be alone. You may be with people. It doesn't matter. On the count of three, put up your hand and put it down back. Put up your hand by faith. You're taking that step of faith and you put it down back. So I'm going to count one, two, three. Put up that hand wherever you are. Put it up over your head. Put it up and put it down back. God sees you. God sees you even right now. So let's all pray. Let's put our hearts. Father, we pray for everyone that is surrendering to you today. We ask that you breathe upon us, upon us.
horse or and breathe upon this horse particularly that are committing to you change their lives and let your name and your, your name alone be glorified honor and glory be given to you in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen and amen